Okay, hello, hello. It's been a while. Uh, you know, I can't ever say that phrase without thinking of that song. That sucks, right? When somebody hijacks a phrase. What is that, Nickelback? It's been a while. God dang you, Nickelback. For many things, including this, anyway. Hello, my name is Landon Angelo. It's been a while since I've been recording. And here I am trying it again. I'm not necessarily back in the flow. Well, I took some time off because a lot has happened. Things have happened. Things have changed. I got to talk about that. That's why I'm here. Okay. I I got to talk about this year, right? And then the, the weird thing about talking about the year as if it just started when it's already uh, May, the end of May. And uh, going into June, which means summer is upon us. We're we're hot into spring, and here comes summer next. The hot weather and whatnot. The short shorts is back. Uh, I gotta pull my short shorts out of the closet there and see how I can stuff this old 48-year-old body into them. Um, Here's the thing. Uh, In January, I made a big decision in my life. I decided I was going to go back to graduate school, or at least make an attempt to go back to graduate school. Which was a hard decision for me to make. And it took a lot of uh, uh, pondering and and soul-searching and and, and, uh, teeth clenching. Because it's, it's financially a burden. It's very difficult. Uh, and uh, the time uh, investment is very extreme. It's a three to four year commitment going into something that has absolutely no monetary value whatsoever. However it does. This time it does. Uh, and I think I've talked about that on a past thing. Uh, you know, I don't want to go into, I, I, I have a tendency to repeat myself, I'm afraid. The thing about repeating yourself, you never really know, do you? Somebody will have to point it out to you. There's a great podcast I listen to, and one of the members of that podcast, who knows who he is probably, if you ever heard this, repeats himself a lot, and he doesn't know. Everybody has to, you gotta write in and tell him, hey dude. You told that story seven times. Long time listener. Seven times you told that story already. We're not talking about that. Uh, I'm at the risk of repeating myself. I, I have to say that. It has been an epiphany for me at the beginning of the year. Uh, that's slowly dawning and slowly being clarified in my mind. Uh, that I've been going through a hard time over the past few years. And one of the reasons I started recording this way back in, uh, I think it's 2016 now. God dang it. Time flies, dude. Uh, I, one of the reasons I started doing this in the first place was because I was going through a hard time. And I didn't have any way to work it out. I didn't have any way to sort of clarify uh, or to, or to uh, compart. The word. What is the word? Uh, I needed to put this in a in a container of sorts and frame it. That's the word. I needed a framing for this, for this feeling that I was feeling. It was very big feeling that had a very uh, 
it was difficult to wrap my head around what I was feeling exactly. So I started recording these, and, and gradually, you know, I sort of started to make connections. It's a very useful exercise, audio journaling. Off the cuff. You got to keep it off the cuff. Not overproduced. You can accuse me of many things, but overproduction ain't one of them. So, uh, at the risk of saying that I've solved it, which I've not... I, I am just re I reached an understanding that oh I was in a crisis mode I was in a place that was that was hard and not good uh, was am am in it, it continued to be in a sort of crisis mode and last year it really hit its last June I, I had some real real troubles uh, some some hard hard revelations etc that that have been difficult. Uh, those, uh, you know, uh, details aside, uh, it put me in a weird space for, for uh, you know, it's been a year now, like from June to June, been a year. But within that year, a lot of good things have happened, and I would like to, to frame those a little bit. Uh, last, uh, the end of last, um, was in November? I think it was November, I started teaching at the at a, uni, a university class, and I was a replacement teacher, which was a very fortuitous event for me. A uh, very nice thing to happen to me, because otherwise I wouldn't have found myself in that position at all. And so uh, I was filling in for someone last minute, and it reminds me—I've told this story already. It reminds me a night court where <laughs> where Harry. The judge tells a story about how he became a judge when he's such a ridiculous human being. Uh, And his story goes this, this, and this. They needed a judge. They were calling people, but nobody's home. And I happen to be home. And so now I'm a judge. And that's how I became a teacher, just much like Harry from the, the series Night Court. You know, funny thing about Night Court, the only time I would see Night Court on TV... Uh, was about when they'd be doing Night Court on, on in the fictional universe of Night Court. Uh, I was like, it was like midnight. Why was Night Court on the TV in the first place? Do you ever see these weird old shows from the, from the late eighties, man? They're so friggin' weird. And they they were like, they, it was like they had a dartboard and they were just throwing throwing darts at the idea. To, how about this? Okay, how about a, a nightclub? How about a piano lounge? There was one called Vibe, I think. Was that called Vibe? I think it was called Vibe. Uh, short-lived. It was about a restaurant. People working at a restaurant. It was the banter you get between serving food and going to the kitchen to pick up food. Let me tell you something. I worked at a lot of restaurants, and there is banter, but ain't none of it funny. Much like the TV show Vibe. Anyway. Going to that. I was home. So I got the call. And I... It took me a second. And I was like, if I pass on this shit, I'm never going to do this. And I've always wanted to teach, but I gave up on that dream because... Uh, I don't know. I got, I got into a, a frame of, of, of... I got into a way of thinking that didn't allow for that to be a reality. Having been forced into it, I've been kicked in the ass and pushed into it. 
it became a reality, and I didn't really have much choice in the matter because I agreed to do it, and, and I had to just rise to the occasion. Now, whether or not I rose to the occasion is another matter, but that's not the point. The point is, I was kicked in the ass, and I did it. I got through that semester, right? Let me let me circle back to this point. Sometimes in life, you got to get kicked in the ass, you know, to, to move forward, because... I, okay, let me just talk, speak very specifically about my experience. I have gotten into a way of thinking over the past 10 years, whatever, since I graduated from college. Things ain't worked out the way that I thought it should. The reason I went to college in the first place was to be this or that, and I wasn't this or that. I was something else. And nothing was working out quite right. And to be honest, nothing is working out quite right. It's still a mess. Getting that call about teaching and having to rise to that occasion, going to work. I went to work at 6 in the morning so I could leave work at 3. So I could go to the college and teach at 4. So that I could, and I did that two nights a week. And I did that for the full semester. The least full semester I did that the whole time. That was a kick in the fucking ass. It was out of my comfort zone to such an extent, to such an extreme, that it rewired something. Now, am I, have I solved it? <laughs> Hell no. But I have been rewired. And it got me thinking uh, a couple of days ago that being rewired is almost invisible to you. Until later on, and you and you look back, and at the time, the times that this has been most clear to me is when I read old journals or uh, or hear old things that I've recorded or whatever, and I realize, you know what? Somehow, some way, you got reprogrammed a little bit. You you you've been reframed. Things have been reframed for you, and that's a constant, ongoing thing that we're all going through over and over again. The rewiring. Oh, and that's the interesting thing about it. I gave up on grad school and I gave up on teaching. And I gave up on a career as an illustrator or as an artist. And I hadn't even realized that I'd given up on those things. But I had. I gave up. I gave up because it was too hard. Because it was too painful to, to stare at the... At the, uh, the, the the shit show, the the pile of of uh, uh, refuse that had become the existence I was living, it has become difficult to stare at that and go, "Oh, that's what I wanted the whole time." No, it wasn't, and it's not very great. Sometimes some of it is not very great. Lots of it is great. You know, I want to count my blessings, which is what this started out to be. Anyway, point is, when you get rewired, uh, all of a sudden possibilities are opened up and you didn't realize that you had closed those doors or windows or whatever, possibility, uh, and they get opened up again. The doors are possibility, the windows are possibility, the, the viewpoint that you're, that you're standing at changes, a paradigm shift as it were. So teaching was that for me, and the experience of being told, hey, we need a teacher and you, and you can do it. And you're the, you're gonna say yes, and you got a week to prepare and go. Uh, that was uh, very, very valuable 
in terms of where I'm at right now. And where I'm at right now, I'm making all this sound very final. Like, hey, I've arrived. That's that all of that is fiction. That's bullshit. Anybody who tells you they've arrived uh, immediately becomes suspicious and turn that person off. They're lying to you. They don't know what they're doing. Everybody's just trying their best, right? I'm not saying I've arrived. I'm saying I'm at a different place. It's still a hard place. It's still a painful and messy place. But I'm at a place. It's a different place. And it all happened because I got that call about teaching. And that experience teaching opened up some uh, uh, of uh, potential possibilities for me. It, it, it opened a wormhole in space to use Star Trek The Next Generation lingo. And we went through the wormhole and what, you know what, in there was Q. And Q was, what the hell was Q? Whatever happened to Q? Yeah, you know how they made those shitty uh, Next Generation movies? How come How come Q weren't in there? He was the best character they had. He could do anything. He was a god, right? And, and did they ever come up with another Q? I think Q was from a species. Uh, did he say they were extinct? I'm sorry, I haven't watched that show in a while. But I remember Q very well. Love Q. Q was on the first episode, I think. First episode, by the way. This is a detail I remember very well. Has a, a, has a reference to the 90s in it. Right? Because uh, uh, Next Generation, first episode, probably 1986-87, something like that. 1987, I'm going out on a limb. 87 sounds about right. Clinton were in the white. Oh, no, it was the Bush years. Anyway, Bush years, 87. Uh, Q... Uh, Takes them into a weird dimension and they do some some nonsense. I don't remember, but but they do have a reference to the '90s in it. And apparently, in the '90s, uh, there was some kind of great World War III, and all the soldiers was addicted to some drug, and that they were they were huffing out of a tube that came through their to their nose, much like uh, uh, in the David Lynch David Lynch's Frank Herbert's Dome, or much like uh, Bane from the from the, the the Batman comics theorem. Huffing in the 90s. Does anybody remember that happening? I don't remember World War III happening. Uh, and I did, But I do remember huffing was a thing. Sniffing glue these guys to get through the war. Who was the war with? I don't know. The, who was the, the, the enemy, the Jua, in 1987? Were it the Koreans? Still the Koreans. Enemy, the Jua. Oh boy, where was I with that? Uh, much like Q. Oh, callbacks, everybody. Much like Q took the, the Enterprise out of its comfort zone in the very first mission, I've been taken out of my comfort zone as well by a godlike deity who just likes to have a good time. Um, with a smirk. I think he put the whole the crew on trial for some such thing. You know, this Enterprise, they're always getting put on trial for humanity's crimes or whatever. It's ridiculous. Anyway. Uh, right. What did I say? Uh, the teaching experience, which I will go into again, I think, uh, on a different recording. This, this will give me some fodder for a second. Uh, the teaching experience taught me. Ah, look at that. It taught me something. 
I'm, I was the one who learned all along. Uh, it really did teach me how to, how to sort of rethink who I was and what I was about. It gave me an opportunity to sort of uh, document, much like these audio recordings, document what was going on at the time in my mind, how, how I think about drawing and painting, how I think about illustration, how these ideas are important, how you frame something, how you, uh, not, not physically, but, but you know, figuratively in, a, in, a, in an art kind of visual context, how you uh, build an idea from the ground up, et cetera, et cetera. It really helped me to, to, to do that exercise. Uh, and not just for my own benefit, but for uh, for an entire class uh, of young people who who you know are are potentially uh, you know working hard and trying their best, having the experience that I value so much. So college experience for me was this uh, 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 mountaintop on a, in the past that I would look to. And think, boy, that was the apex, right? That was a big experience for me. And it, and it really was. Uh, going back to that same place, that same room, and being able to, uh, to share that experience and, and hopefully make something, uh, a small portion of that experience for someone else, uh, really cool. It's really cool. Uh, so I taught at the university one semester, and they didn't, they didn't have me back because I was a replacement guy. And uh, I'm hoping to do it again. I keep putting my name in. But it was a launching pad for me because it helped me get a job somewhere else, which was teaching at another uh, college, this one, a community college, uh, a little bit uh, nearby. And that community college experience is a whole other thing, which I will talk about, I think. Uh, But in that time, in the period of time... Uh, that I was teaching at the community college. I decided to go back to grad school and apply, and I was accepted. So I applied in January. I was accepted, I think, in April era. Uh, and ever since then, I've sort of been planning my exit strategy at, the, at my full-time job. So I've been teaching and working full-time, and uh, the transition there was interesting, too, which I'm, I could talk about that if, if that's... An entertaining or enlightening topic in any way. Um, oh, boy. Points for this particular recording. Um, paradigm shifts are interesting. And, and uh, around a corner, around every corner, you may find one. I need one. I need. I needed. So I had one. And I need another one. I'm in a, I'm in a very uh, uh, a raw place. I have been in a raw place since last June. And um, at a breaking point, really. So the teaching helped with that. It was a godsend. Um, And for people who aren't spiritual, I don't care. It was a godsend. It was awesome. Uh, You can can call it whatever you want. I don't give a shit. Uh, But I, I think... That is exactly what I needed at that time. And it's helped me to sort of see, in a way that I hadn't seen before, potential in myself. I had lost that. I lost it uh, to such an an extreme that I didn't even realize I'd lost it. Until I got a little bit of it back again. I wouldn't call it confidence, but it's a a self-worth. 
I had a purpose, I suppose, for a second. Um, and a reason to sort of think and study again and a reason to feel again, a reason to dip into some um, sort of long retired ideas again. Um, I was at a, at, a, at a garden party last night. <laughs> Words I've never spoken before. It really was a garden party, but not the way you're thinking. Uh, but, uh, and somebody asked me, oh, I asked a question, which was stupid. I opened a door. I said, uh, oh, so I met an artist. And I said, oh, so what kind of work do you do? And all I meant was, are you painting, drawing, are you sculpting, whatever? That's all I meant. This person goes into their thing about what kinds of work, what types of work that they do, like like what uh, what the work is about. All right, and then after that, very well thought out, a very articulate uh, explanation of of you know answer to my question, she responds with, "So, what kind of work do you do?" And I seriously, unintentionally, uh, took a long hot stare into into the void and it was noticeable because everybody around went I, I just sucked the air right out of the room I took a long hot stare and I was staring at the ground just being like I don't I don't know what to say to you I couldn't go back to drawing and painting which is what I usually say or I, I do I work in my sketchbook on ideas that will never be uh, it made me think like, and, oh, and, and then, and then she, she laughed it off. Boy, this person was a pro. She's like, <laughs> I know I put you on the spot, whatever. She's very nice. Uh, but I, I really, uh, I have to think about what that, what that moment means for me. I, it honestly means that I've been in a place where, uh, I don't know what I'm about and I don't know what I'm doing. And that's been going on for far too long. <coughs> Pardon me. Oh, it's a hummingbird. Oh, I love the hummingbird season. Did you guys know hummingbird? You guys, it's like we're on fucking YouTube. Did you know the abstract you, the royal you, uh, that hummingbirds eat bugs? Not just flowers. They also eat bugs. Uh, something to ponder. Okay. Yeah, I got to figure out what my work is about, what I'm about. Because graduate school is that. It is a crucib crucible. Yeah. Uh, for, for shaping. And uh, if I got nothing to shape, I'm in trouble, right? But anyway, that's that's the new road I'm, in, I'm at. The new, uh, the new paradigm I'm in. Uh, I'll talk more about teaching in the, at, a, at a later date here. To, uh, sorry, I got in a bummed out place. <laughs> what are the odds? If I just talk, I'll get in a bummed out place. What do you think? What does that mean? Okay. Well, that's that. Anyway, this is Leonard Angelo. Uh, coming at you there, uh, right. <clears throat> Oh, forgot how to stop this again. Jesus.